You're listening to the We Are Libertarians podcast network. Find all of our shows at wearelibertarians.com. Sign up to The Economist for in-depth curated expert analysis of world events and topics ranging from business and culture to science and technology. You'll get the weekly digital edition, online-only articles, curated newsletters on politics, the markets, science, culture, and China, and full access to The Economist Podcast Plus. The Economist is independent journalism for independent thinking. Go to economist.com and get your first month free. Justin. Justin, how are you doing today, bud? Doing real well, sweet prince. Mm. Yeah, I uh, just uh, took my dog on a walk. I had a nice, it feels pretty good outside in Jacksonville, Florida. It's not too cold, not too hot. So it's kind of like perfect weather right now. So we just kind of went for a walk and uh, just got back inside. Yeah, it's pretty cold out here in Arizona. Yeah. Surprisingly. Well, not as cold as it was. a couple of weeks ago in Chicago with that crazy winter storm. Absolute, absolute deep freeze out there. Yeah, that was wild. I saw like a video of, um, I think it was Lake Michigan, um, somewhere over in Michigan. And, and the, the air was rushing over the water and the, the air was so cold that um, when it hit the top of the water, it was um, misting. And vaporizing, so it was like smoke rising from the water. It was pretty eerie looking, but it was like right in the middle of the day, so it was pretty wild looking. I think that there's probably two major things that you're missing from that. Is one, people aren't probably out there getting any chicken tenders, which is a crime. And the second thing is, I think a lot of gang shootings had to be postponed till after the winter freeze. Yeah, not a lot of crime happening in uh, negative fifty. I think that yep. I think we may just have solved the uh, the crime issue. Just make it yeah, so cold it, yeah. that people can't go put outside. Like a, put put like a dome over Chicago and just have constant cold. Yeah, air. maybe we should just pump a ton of just freezing cold air over Chicago. There you go, boom, yep. crime solved. What? Like this is what you get for being always the problem child in America. Yeah, yeah a bunch of cold air blowing on you. But yeah, I, I mean, I just got back from my walk. It was pretty nice. But uh, I was looking for stories to look at, and I, I found someone who didn't have a nice walk uh, in Colorado. <laughs> so <laughs> this story uh, came out on Monday, and this took this took place in Fort Collins, Colorado. So the story starts out: a man was running on a trail at Horsetooth Mountain Park near Fort Collins, Colorado. Um, And he was in the middle of his run. He heard something. And so he looked back to investigate and a 80 pound mountain lion jumps on him, attacks him, starts biting his face, his wrist, his arms, starts tearing him up. But eventually this guy overpowers the mountain lion, puts him in a Randy Orton rear naked neck hold and just chokes this mountain lion out. (laughs) I want to highlight some things here. Uh, I know that runners on a normal basis 
aren't very large individuals. They're usually pretty slim people. Right. You know, they're, they're running a lot, doing a lot of cardio. Not only that, a mountain lion could easily take down things that are 400 plus pounds. I mean, they have some pretty great strength. So I want to know just how big this individual was to stop a mountain lion attack from ripping his throat. I was thinking the same thing. This guy had to, had to be a pretty decent size because I mean, he, he was able to overpower the animal and even an 80 pound cat like that is like ridiculously strong. And who <laughs> could you imagine running up the trail? And I'm going to be honest with you. If I saw a man attacking a mountain lion, I'm not quite sure how I would approach that. I, I, I would want to help, but at the same time, it's a damn mountain lion. I mean, it's not the normal 60-year-old cougars that you find in malls looking for dudes. <laughs> no. It's just a real, actual mountain That's lion. It's a totally different animal. Yeah, I don't know how how exactly you would go about doing it. Like, uh, I mean, you can't just go like, up I'm and not, grab it. Like, I'm, like, I'm not going to lie. You know, I have some really good friends that if they were getting attacked by a mountain lion, I would still have to be like, gosh, am I going to actually just rather go get help and hope that he makes it through or i'm gonna try to help piece this mountain lion out let alone if it was a stranger dealing with the mountain lion and what kind of damn coffee was that guy on <laughs> that's what i'm saying this guy must have had a, the pre-workout of his life right before that run man <laughs> and if he wasn't really into it he really got his adrenaline going with that mountain lion surprised him. Oh, yeah. And I know that the mountain lion didn't make any noise. That thing probably just jumped out of nowhere and got him. Yeah, and so um, so the guy chokes out this mountain lion with his bare hands, which is about, like, the manliest thing you could possibly do. <laughs> like, you could, like, you know how people come up with those stories at bars to pick up women? And you're like, oh, yeah, you know, that's just a bunch of BS. This guy has yeah, the, the story Rico where story. Yeah, the tossing the <laughs> pigskin over a mountain story. This guy kills a mountain lion with his bare hands, and he's got that one to uh, to break and I, out. I, the best part is this dude's probably going to have scars because I'm sure that thing shredded him. And he's they're like, well, how did you get that? And he's like, oh, just killed a mountain lion for it. And she's <laughs> yeah. like, excuse me? Yeah, like, did you shoot yeah. it or did you an have a knife or anything? Actual, he's like, no. Nah. An actual mountain lion, right? And he's like, yeah, an actual mountain lion. He goes, hmm. Like, with a pocket knife, he's like, mm, no, bare hands. No, just my hands. Wow, okay. Just these things right here. I should probably get these registered. <laughs> I would kill that damn thing, skin it, and wear it like Hercules does. Oh, I'd hang that. I'd have that thing stuffed <laughs> and hanging over my TV. Absolutely. Oh, I, I'm sure there's nothing left of it if he killed it with his bare hands and he was that powerful. <laughs> I'm sure that there's nothing left of stuff. He shredded that thing into a paper shredder. He just popped like a balloon. He's like the Hulk. Could you imagine him running down, running down the mountainside with a cougar on his back and be like... He's like, yeah, just piece this thing down up on the hill. People are like, oh, what? <laughs> he's probably bleeding from everywhere. And he goes, he's like, yeah, I'm going to go to the taxidermy right now and get this thing settled out. They're like, oh, okay. He said, yeah, watch out. There might be other cougars up there that you might want to deal <laughs> yeah. with. I would, I would just I would just casually turn around and be like, I don't think that we need to run this mountain. <laughs> I think we need to go to a different trail. <laughs> so right after he chokes this thing out with his hands, he gets up, and uh, so he, he did suffer some pretty bad injuries. He's got uh, facial lacerations from it. It bit his face, and it bit his arms and everything. But 
he had puncture wounds in his back and his legs and uh, all that. So he's bleeding pretty bad. But he picks himself up. He walks back to his car, drives himself to the hospital, gets patched up, and apparently he's he's okay. But he's got one hell of a story. I'm going to need the doctor to release the uh, size of his nutsack that he has on him. <laughs> Man, to be able to, I'm just telling you, to be able to have the story to where you can say you literally choked out a mountain lion with your bare hands. But this this yeah. this event um, had the, uh, <laughs> the, the CPW, the Colorado Parks and Wildlife, kind of put out uh, this notice on what to do if you're approached by a mountain lion. So <laughs> I just want to go through these steps just so everybody knows. Uh, number one, don't approach a mountain lion, especially one that's feeding <laughs> or has kittens. Okay, that's step one. If you didn't already know, that was a bad move. Thank God for that step. <laughs> yeah. Step two, it says stay calm. <laughs> stay, yeah. stay calm when you come up on a mountain lion. Talk calmly and firmly to it. What does calmly and firmly mean? I don't know. Why would you talk to a damn mountain lion? <laughs> yeah. What are you going to tell it? Easy now, boy. Easy now. Like it's going to understand. All, all it knows is that it's hungry and that it wants your soul. Yeah, why do why do people talk to animals? I forget which comedian it was, but they were talking about how people talk to horses and they just go, they're always shushing horses. They just go, shh, 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 shh. <laughs> that horse doesn't know what you're doing yeah i don't know I, uh, what are the next steps I, i'm very curious now uh it says to stop or back away slowly if you can do it safely as running may stimulate the lion's instinct to chase <laughs> and attack it says but if it does chase you um it says face the lion and stand upright do all you can to appear larger and raise your arms, open your jacket if you're wearing one. And if you your, if you have small so, so. children with you, protect them <laughs> or just, you know, toss them in front of you and run. So basically you're they're talking about turkey breasting the mountain lion yeah. and fanning out Peacock your jacket and... like turkey feathers. <laughs> Maybe I, I really don't know if that's a good idea because I feel like he's just gonna think you're a wild turkey and those things are delicious. Yeah, I don't know. It says if the lion behaves aggressively, throws stones, branches, or whatever you can get your hands on. <laughs> <laughs> or just use your bare hands and choke him out. Yeah, God. Jeez. That's impressive. Yeah. I, I definitely don't want to fight a man that has killed a mountain lion. No. No, somebody needs to buy that man a beer and a meal. If he ever had, I don't know if he has kids or not, but if he ever has a daughter and their, you know, their uh, boyfriend comes to pick him up for dance, he's just going to come to the door and he's just going to introduce himself. He's like, hi, I killed a mountain lion. <laughs> have her back by nine. Yeah, he doesn't have to pull out the shotgun or anything. He's just, <laughs> he's... Yeah, then the kid's like, then the kid will be like, did your dad really kill a mountain lion? She's like, yes, he did. He said, well, uh, I don't think that we can see each other anymore. <laughs> yeah, I don't think I can be around this guy. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. So, like I said, somebody needs to buy that guy a beer and, and a meal. Like, I, I would just love to sit down with him and hear him tell the story, to be honest. Oh, no, he doesn't need a meal. After killing that thing, I hope the hell that he ate it. Yeah. He deserved it. Yeah. He needs to become the apex predator that he deserves to be. Man, I, I'm telling you, 
he he should either have it stuffed or he should eat it. I've heard that mountain lion backstrap is uh, pretty delicious. Yeah, he needs to wear him and eat him. Yeah, and assert his dominance on the run. Every time he runs up there, he needs to just wear that thing. Well, and he needs to wear that scent of the panther from uh, Anchorman. Yeah, that's right. He needs to make a. He needs to make a correct. perfume out of it. But uh, you know what's not serving backstrap or really anything anymore? That is Panera Breads. <laughs> Panera Bread apparently. So I didn't even know this was a thing. Justin, you sent me this. They had, yeah, they had five locations open, and essentially it worked off of people doing their part to keep this store going. It, it and this was Panera Bread for those that don't know. Correct. And Panera Bread, if you don't know or never have been in one, you could easily drop a 30 bomb from your wallet on a, a bowl of bread soup. Yeah, it's not how cheap. how expensive this place is. Yeah, you're going to actually want to opt for the water if you take some in here on a date. <laughs> but uh, so apparently – so I'm going to go over this article kind of explaining this kind of new concept restaurant that Panera Bread put out. Um, so mm-hmm. according to Eater, after nine years of being in business, this was in business nine years. I, I didn't even know that this was even a thing. Yeah, it started at it started as just a way of seeing how it would work, and it, and it wasn't essentially as like a giving store. Obviously, it was meant to kind of act like a pay what you feel is right kind of restaurant. But mm-hmm. you know, yeah. So. Eater says that after nine years of being in business, Panera Bread's um, pay-what-you-want restaurant uh, called Panera Cares will officially be closing shop on February 15th due to the business model's unsustainability. While Panera Cares builds bills itself as a nonprofit restaurant designed to feed low-income people, the business model was anything but. Rather than create a charitable organization that distributes food to needy families or a discount outlet or even a $1 menu like other fast food restaurants, Panera tried to create a socialist-type system where meals were offered at a suggested donation price. So that means people would kind of come into the restaurant, they'd order their food, and it was a, like you said earlier, Justin, a pay-what-you-want type thing. Yep. And and (laughs) I don't think – this is like the best example of why socialism cannot work in the United States because you have so many people with different personalities and different work ethics that it it comes down to the fact that not everybody is going to pull their part. And you see here – and it said – you know, reading the articles and stuff, it said that it was bombarded and that was the words they used by by hungry school students – and uh, homeless people. Yeah. And it was, you know, a majority of the people that went there just went there to get a free lunch. Uh, you know, hardly any really paid out. Yeah. They actually they actually had to cut it down to the homeless people. I think that they were only allowed to get like two meals a week. Yeah. Yeah. They, they did get a ton of the homeless coming in every meal of uh, the week. And they had to kind of limit them uh, after a certain amount of time because they were just basically throwing food out the door. Yeah, and they they were also saying they were lucky to get back, you know, 60% of what they put out. Yeah, and and it's almost like, you know, you look at this and it is almost like a noble effort. You know, you almost have to kind of 
maybe tip your hat at, at Panera for trying something like this. But like you said, this is the perfect example of why socialism can't work. Exactly. It's like, you know, surprise, surprise, a restaurant that runs on a system of pay whatever you want doesn't work. Okay. I mean, not even Correct. in this small controlled environment. I think there were only five of these stores and, and this was the I last mean, one opened. And so this is the last one shoot. that's being closed. Yeah. yeah I, I mean, you have people that haggle stores that are asking for full retail price i mean what do you think they're going to do when they get into a place where they can pay what they feel they're worth <laughs> yeah it's this isn't like a this isn't like a you know a fine restaurant in france where they know their food's so good and people are going to actually be good patreons there and and patrons and you know and eat there and and actually pay what they feel is worth and do the tips and stuff. This is just people coming in for a delicious bowl of mac and cheese and a hot soup, and they're good. Yeah. Uh, and, I mean, so you've got this idea of the pay what you want, and it doesn't work, and not even in these small controlled environments. And you have these people trying to expand this wonderful idea to a country of 300-plus million people. And – it's just not going to work. And Matt Walsh over at the Daily Wire actually had a great point about this. Uh, he was saying that people who advocate this, these kind of socialist ideas uh, almost lack the understand, understanding of human nature. Uh, he, he said it's not about being cynical. It's only about understanding how people are. Um, and if you understand this, you understand that, of course, you can't run a restaurant where people can, you know, they can go inside grab whatever food they want and only pay what they want. Because if you give everyone an option of a free ride, not everyone, but most people will take the free ride. It's just human nature. It's not about hating people and it's not about thinking the worst of people. It's just about understanding how people work. Well, I, I mean, you can take it down to the, the many examples you find of people that <clears throat> were born with a silver spoon, right? You know, a lot of them are just pure assholes they don't appreciate anything because they've had it all you know they don't have any kind of understanding of you know maybe their dad's bought them a nice car and they never had a struggle for it those people that are hungry and that are struggling are the ones that come out on top and they start from you know very small you know uh, meager beginnings and they just rise up because they're hungry man they're always on the hunt i mean look at jeff bezos microsoft they all started out of uh actual garages they they didn't they weren't born with silver spoons in their mouth and they they they, they created empires because they stayed hungry everyone wants to use socialism and socialism was would work if if you were in a utopian society where everyone knew that they had a purpose what they were supposed to do everyone pulled the same exact weight that everyone else would do uh, i mean that's that's just never going to happen that's why capitalism works because capitalism advocates for putting the people on top that want to be on top. And that's what people can't stand because people are using emotion rather than logic all the time. And you have to have a good balance. You can't always just be like, oh, well, I feel for these people. I feel for these people. Well, of course. Everyone's, everyone you know, has a heart at some point. But you know, when the logic comes of it, you have to actually sit back and be like, these things don't work because not everybody wants to work. Yeah. That's well, really that's the thing. I mean, it's really – look, I'm all for local charities. I think everything should be done at the local level, um, and I think if you have people in your area that need help, I think that that's where it should come from. I don't think it should come from the and, federal and, government. And, 
and the, and if you look at the ballooned welfare system that the government has right now, it's it's crazy how much money the government gives out. And if you ever like look at people and you see them, and like I, I noticed when I was installing cable a long time ago, I'd go up to mobile homes, like people that were poor poor as hell, but I'd come up and they'd have a, you know, um, a nice vehicle, like a really nice excursion or, or expensive SUV. And it's like, I come in here and I'm like, Oh, you know, I'm like, wow, how do they afford a $60,000 vehicle? And they're like, Oh, well we're on government assistance. And you know, they were even getting stuff like free, like phones and cable and stuff like that, just because they were on government assistance. It's like, where does it end? That's why GoFundMes are the perfect example of what people should be utilizing. That way it gives people a chance if they really feel that this is something they want to donate to, then they can. Yeah. All government programs should be GoFundMe campaigns, really, <laughs> at the end of the day. Correct. Yeah. I, I, there's so many people that set GoFundMes up now for people that are in need, and you can literally sit there and you know shuffle through them and decide which ones that you actually want to put your money towards. You know, and then people would start seeing a huge change, you know, because no matter if you want to believe it or not, people take advantage of systems. That's just once well, again, that's human, human nature. nature. Yeah, exactly. And and okay. it really it doesn't stop here because just this morning, um, you know, famous crazy person Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez broke the uh, latest details on her new Green Deal. And we're going to kind of break this down for you a little bit um, oh, for the listeners God. Uh, for those who don't know what the Green New Deal is or what exactly it's supposed to accomplish, you've probably heard the term, but you don't know the details. Well, here at Freedom Strips, we got you covered. We're going to go over this thing, go over the highlights. And this is <clears throat> this is stuff actually pulled from the Green Deal, so this isn't like this is the document. This yeah, is we the, have yep. read the document. We uh, we at Freedom Strips do not cut corners here, so. Uh, let's go over it. So, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, the New Green Deal. So it says, we will begin uh, we will begin work immediately on the New Green Deal bills to put on the nuts and bolts on the plan described in this resolution. This is a massive transformation for our society with clear goals and a timeline. The New Green Deal resolution which is a 10-year plan to mobilize every aspect of the American society at a scale not yet seen since World War II to achieve net zero greenhouse gas emissions and create economic prosperity for all. So this is not – this kind of was birthed out of a um, climate control kind of focused bill, but it's actually – it encompasses much more. It's got a lot of stuff in it. It even has, it even has gender gap stuff. Like we're still dealing with that type of stuff. Yeah, like it, it covers everything. So to go through this, uh, the, the goals and the timeline here. So it will move America to 100% clean and renewable energy. What that means is they will they are wanting to get to a net zero greenhouse gas emissions. That means no gas at all, no carbon emissions, zero in ten years. I mean, which, which, to get it straight, I, I don't have a problem with us taking care of our earth. Okay, you know, I, I know there's a bunch of like uh, people that argue the facts on if if you know greenhouse gases are really causing you know problems or global warming and all stuff. I I think that if we center our, ourselves on actually just keeping 
in taking care of the place that we live, I think that would be a better thing to focus on instead of if, you know, global warming is real or not. Because no matter what, there's a bunch of trash in the ocean and there's coral reefs dying, stuff like that. That's stuff that are facts. Yeah. And it's it's better off for us to do stuff like this. But obviously, things have to be reasonable and the plan has to be pretty solid. Yeah. Well, the thing is that, you know, global warming is a thing or excuse me, climate change is a thing. You know, it, it, humans do contribute to that. Now, it's debatable on how much humans actually contribute to it and how um, – you know, I think the left is being a little alarmist in the extreme possibilities of what might happen in the next 10 years if nothing uh, occurs in shifting the emissions. But um, to get back into the timeline here, so they're wanting to eliminate um, greenhouse gases in 10 years and move to 100% clean and renewable energy. It will also create millions of family supporting wage union jobs. It will ensure just a transition for all communities and workers to ensure economic security for people and communities that have historically relied on fossil fuel industries. And again, those fossil fuel industries are literally every industry in the country. So th this is completely taking the entire U.S. economy and flipping it on its back. And for the government is going to force the entire U.S. economy under its boot. To change. Yep. And this has a this you know the timeline that's given is is pretty quick. Yeah, very ambitious. Um, it, it will also ensure justice and equity for frontline communities by prioritizing and prioritizing investment, training, climate, and community resiliency, economic and environmental benefits in these communities. Um, it will build on FDR's second Bill of Rights by guaranteeing a job with a family-sustaining wage, family and medical leave, vacations, and retirement and security. All of this guaranteed by the federal government. So they're guaranteeing a job to every person. And, and that's and that's already jacking with private sector stuff. I mean, that that's why government needs to stay the hell out of it. I, they're already messing with private sector stuff. Uh, this is just taking There's, it even further. It, it, yeah, life has no guarantees. Sorry, it doesn't. You know, I, I love donuts, but I'm not guaranteed to have donuts every day. You know, I have to go out and make money to earn stuff that I like and I want. You can't just have stuff given to you. This is the problem. Yeah. It's also going to guarantee high-quality education, including higher education in trade schools. Again, guaranteed by the federal government. Clean air and clean water and access to nature. I don't really know what that means, access to nature. Is that like uh, – <laughs> I think that's like mandatory go-outside time. Yeah. Access to nature. Yeah. Like if you're living in a big city, are they just – what does that mean? Yeah. I, I think that everyone has to have a central park now is what they're saying. <laughs> I guess. I think they're gonna they're gonna lower the amount of urbanization happening in terms of buildings and stuff and, and put more nature into it. Which, you know, uh, you know, I, I kind of okay with that. You know, I I love the woods and the forests and stuff and I think that that's pretty effective. But once again, I mean it all comes down to now you're messing with, you know, the government would have to come in and steal up plots of land and, and make it kinda of like how Air Force bases and military bases act. Like they just take a huge plot of land and it's like, Oh, that's government sees now. Yeah. This is all private, you know what I mean? They would have to essentially do that to to put that back in there. 
And the, the, the thing that I do agree with that I think is important is I think trade schools are a good idea. I'm going to be honest with you because not everybody wants to go blow. I mean, with the amount of money that college students have to pay, you know, and take loans from the government and all that. And they, you know, they'll come out with a bachelor's own, you know, 30 to $60,000. Uh, not everyone wants to do that stuff. And I think trade schools help people, you know, the, the people that are the blue collar workers that are out there and they want to, you know, work with their hands, maintenance, construction, stuff like that. Yeah. Well, I, I think those, those things need to be propped up a bit more in American society. Trade schools are a lot cheaper, obviously, to go to, and they actually pay a lot of money uh, because nobody is yeah. wanting to do the work. But again, to, yeah. to guarantee these educations to people is a different type of scenario. Like yeah. even though like the, the, the price of uh, college is extremely unbelievably high and, and it is due to government loans – but the thing is, you can go to a community college for a decent price. It's not like every single college is going to get you a hundred thousand in debt. It's just these kids are going to these highly, highly rated colleges, and they're getting gender getting studies degrees. degrees. Yeah, they're getting these <laughs> ridiculous degrees, and they can't pay it pay it back. And and it ties in. Um, there's stuff in this Green Deal talking about the gender wage gap, and and some of that stuff that people don't ever look into is so, some of the people don't look into the fact that you know childbearing women, women that want to be wives and family members, that's that's put into that stuff. They don't take that into account. They don't take into account that most men are doing jobs like welders. Welders make a lot of money. And how many how many females do you know are out there getting welding yeah, jobs? Yeah, I actually or, looked into construction uh, jobs. I, I looked into underwater welding for a short amount of time exactly. because they get paid. They get paid a yeah, lot. Yeah, and money. that's what I'm saying. There's there's a lot of jobs that you know, for better or worse, women just don't care to do or don't want to do, and that all goes into this huge ratio of of why there's certain men that make more. It has nothing to do with if they're. Uh, male or female it has everything to do with the fact that men just do shittier jobs sometimes i mean how many how many dudes do you see out there in texas on the oil rigs well that's exactly what i was about to bring up that men are, are way more likely to take um higher risks and um higher riskier jobs that pay more money so if you actually exactly. look at the top 10 deadliest jobs that are done it is a not even close it is dominated by males and so it is yep. it, it just is really almost like a biological um tick in like a male body to kind of assess risk versus reward yeah, you better you better calm down dude you're getting in the biology <laughs> i know we need someone. to get back on the subject here on the green new deal so uh other things that this down. will guarantee by the federal government it will guarantee healthy food and high quality health care Healthy food, I, I mean, as if like your grocery store doesn't have healthy food items on the shelves already anyway. Um, I just, I just, I, the only thing, you know, the only thing I find with that too is it does suck that some of the healthier foods, are, they make it so expensive. Yeah. It, it's, it's really hard to eat healthy. I mean, you, now granted, little, little 10 piece nugget from McDonald's is a banger, but. I'm saying you can get 10 nuggets for like a dollar and, you know, you go and you have the grocery store aisle, you go into the vegetable aisle and you're like, 
man, do I want a 10-piece nugget for a dollar or these nasty-ass cucumbers and spinach for $4? Yeah, I know. Yeah, the the, <laughs> the pricing on that. It, and it's just – it goes because, like, what do Americans eat more? You know, there's more demand exactly. for – for exactly. those other ones so that you know drives them. and and once again like the thing that sucks is there's a very fine line you know government involvement is not the the choice like you know like that ridiculous sugar tax that thing is ridiculous you are literally telling someone they can't have sugary beverages without paying a price for it that's absolutely ridiculous if you're going to eat like that and you're not going to exercise, then so be it. And this is where it comes full circle when you get back into what we talked about last episode. Like, if you're going to choose to do that, yeah, that's good on you. But don't make me pay for your Medicare for that's that. That's right. Yeah. And that that's that's where this stuff, you know, people got to think, you know, the bigger picture. It's like, yeah, we want freedoms. We want rights. We want to be able to smoke a liter of cola and, and that's our choice, right? We don't need the government telling us that we can't drink that without paying a surcharge. That's just bull crap. Yeah. But also, on the other hand, we don't need government telling us that we're going to have to pay for that dude's Medicare because he's on six my 600-pound life playing video games all day. Right. Like, no thanks. The other things that this will guarantee is it will guarantee everyone safe, affordable, and adequate housing along with – and this is – possibly the most ridiculous line in this entire bill here. It will guarantee by the federal government economic security for all who are willing or excuse me, who are unable or unwilling to work. It literally says in the bill that it will provide the federal government will provide Ugh. economic security for those who are unwilling to work. Does do do you like when people read this, do they not understand like the government wants to be your dad? He wants to do everything for you. Like, does this not scare people when they read stuff like that? I, I just think that people that follow her sit there and read this and say economic security for all who are unable and unwilling to work. Yeah, that Here, sounds good to me. Why would I take the job <laughs> if I could just sit at home when it pays the bills? Exactly. And my biggest thing, this is the most illogical thing that I feel. These these people on the left uh, mostly absolutely can't stand Trump, right? Hate him. Hate the guy. Why do you give him more power if you hate him? Right? Why give the government that he's the head of, you know, along with the other branches, why give them more jurisdiction over your life if you can't stand those people? Yeah, that's exactly right. Like you're you're just putting you're just putting that back into his hands to make decisions for you. Like at some point we have to be adults and we have to say, "Okay, I have to wipe my own bottom now and get up and go to work and brush my teeth and brush my hair like a big boy." I mean, that's on me. I don't want the government telling me like they're going to force you to go to work. Like, dude, if you don't want to go to work, then so be it. But don't put yourself on a welfare program and make me go to work and then feed you. Yeah. No, thanks. That's the, the and it's again. It goes back to like the whole argument of like, so Trump is a Nazi, right? So you think Trump is a literal Nazi? <laughs> yeah. So I guess you know, take all of our guns away, then, right? Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Anyway, this it, it's a ridiculous thing to economic security for those unwilling to work. How how does this thing even pass? 
It's not going to pass, but it's just a ridiculous thing to even propose. And that's that's the whole point of this. Like, if anyone can, if anyone reads this thing, and it's not that long, anyone can look it up and actually read the actual deal. There's so many stuff in here, and and really, it points to one thing: daddy government is going to be in control, and you have to abide by the rules that they're putting out here, and you got to do everything by what they want. And it just comes down to the the whole like Obamacare stuff. It's like you will have Obamacare. No matter if you right. like it or Could not. Could you imagine That's if Trump same. built his wall and made every American buy bricks for the wall? But if you didn't buy bricks, exactly. he would tax you a penalty of like 800 bucks. Because that's what Obama yeah. did with Obamacare. He penalized people for not buying it. And, and the thing here's, – here's you know probably be a good place to end on. Here's the thing. If, if you don't like the government – getting into your business, then you might want to look at how you're doing it. Because most people I know that don't like government intervention are dudes that are hardworking. They want their rights. They want their freedoms. And a lot of the people that are advocating for more government are the ones that are really hesitant to do any of those things. Yeah. So you got to look at the character of those people that are advocating for stuff. And, and they hide behind racist stuff. They hide behind gender equality they hide behind all this stuff and they try to present you it's like oh we're doing this because we want to be better towards people well no you're doing it because you want to do things because you want more control it's all about power literally it's all about power and just by reading this you can already tell and what i'll do is i'll quickly because we're running out of time here what i'll do is i'll quickly go over a couple other things in this bill because they are important i feel like the listeners should should know these things here. Um, She also says there's no time to waste. The IPCC report says global emissions must be cut by 40 to 60% by 2030. Um, The U S is at 20% of total emissions. We must get to zero by 2030 and lead the world in, in a global green new deal. So this is already acknowledging the fact that the U S only contributes 20% to the global emissions this does absolutely yeah. nothing, nothing to the other 80. It does nothing to stifle China either. No. Even with that last proposal where they had that we backed out of that everyone you know, gave Trump crap for, China had no restrictions on whatsoever. And you know why? Because China's in the production of everybody else's dumb shit all around the world. So they're going to let them keep producing stuff. Because they fill everyone's yeah, pockets. Yeah, their, their CO2 emissions are actually going up. I just read an article on that the exactly. other day. Um, exactly. So, yeah. Yeah. If if you know if we're, if we're not going to even begin to work together as a whole world and instead of you know doing things as a separate nation, I mean, it, it's crazy. Well, I'm all about making making things cleaner and, and more, you know, because what we're going to get into is this, sure. this does not even acknowledge um, the cleanest and most efficient power source known to man, which is nuclear. This completely bans yep. nuclear energy. It only does renewable energy, which is solar and wind. So this yep. does not – this bans nuclear energy, the most efficient energy source known to us and one of the cleanest by the way. But anyway, so she's got this FAQ section inside of her bill as well. So it says, why 100% clean and renewable and not just 100% renewable? Are you saying we won't transition off fossil fuels? She says, 
Yes, we are calling for a full transition off fossil fuels and zero greenhouse gases. Anyone who has read the resolution sees that we spell this out through a plan that calls for eliminating greenhouse gas emissions from every sector of the economy. Simply banning fossil fuels immediately won't build the new economy to replace it. This is the plan to build that new economy and spells out how we do it technically. We will do this through huge mobilization through a huge mobilization to create the renewable energy economy as fast as possible. We set a goal to get to net zero rather than zero emissions in 10 years because we aren't sure that we'll be able to fully get rid of farting cows and airplanes that fast. <laughs> but yeah, and, and that yeah, Democrats would eliminate all air travel. <laughs> yes, they are. And it says, but we think we can ramp up renewable manufacturing and power production, retrofit every building in America, build the smart grid, overhaul <laughs> transportation and agriculture, plant lots of trees and restore the ecosystem to get to net zero. Oh. So she is literally saying they will what she's wanting to do is she's wanting to build rail trains to make air travel obsolete it's going to turn into that video game the uh, what's the the uh bio the bio watch the one where they're in the air yeah. and they go they like travel on zip lines in the clouds <laughs> Yeah, if you do if you do that, that'd be pretty tight. Yeah, this is so the, I'm all for that if they got some... This is the party of science going backwards in technology. She's wanting to get rid of airplanes to go to trains. Yeah. And plus, I think you she forgot about there. Hawaii. What's going to happen to Hawaii? You can't build a train to Hawaii. <laughs> you gonna, Hawaii's <laughs> just screwed. Oh, man, they're going to build under sweet underwater subways. Oh, and those pesky uh, farting cows. Man, I hope she's yeah, not wanting not to get rid that. of them. I yeah, like my steak. Not only that, like, what are you going to put? What are you going to put a ton of solar panels everywhere covering the earth in order to get enough sunlight to capture to fuel all these things? Yeah, I don't. I don't know if you know this, but the sun is only out for half the day. So, and, and wind doesn't blow all the time. AOC. Wind is variable. <laughs> And the only logical next question after this was, well, how will you pay for it? Well, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez says this. How will we pay for it? The same way we paid for the New Deal and the 2008 bank bailouts. The same way we paid for World War II and all of our current wars. The Federal Reserve can extend credit to power these projects and investments. And new public banks can be created to extend credit. She's literally advocating for the federal government to create banks that are owned by the federal government to lend money out to the federal government, paid by the federal government. It's just, oh my God. This is absolutely ridiculous. At the end of the day, this is an investment in our economy that should grow our wealth as a nation. So this question isn't how we will pay for it, but what we will do with the new shared prosperity. <laughs> well, I guess uh, we can all share being poor together. Oh, my God. This woman. I don't know. She And so, you know, she has been pushing for this Medicare and Medicaid for all, right? And that comes with a, at the lower estimates, a $30 trillion price tag over 10 years. 
higher estimates have it over over 40 for 10 years. And this is talking about completely uprooting the entire economy and flipping it on its yep. back. I, I, I think that the key that you should take away from this is they want more government control. People need to actually read this stuff and not just mimic and parrot stuff that they see on Twitter or Facebook or anything. Go out and do some research. Actually read this stuff. Yeah. Get involved. Get your freedoms back. Yep. That's what you and, have to and make do. Sure, and make sure, as always, even if you think it's not a good idea, chicken nuggets are delicious. You should have some. Oh, you always got to have a pair of freedom strips on the plate. Keep those tenders warm. <laughs> All right. Well, everybody, thanks for listening to another episode of Freedom Strips. Uh, if you haven't already, be sure to go on Facebook and give us a like. And if you haven't done it, go on uh, iTunes and Apple Podcasts. Leave us a rating there. And thank you again. And we'll see you on the next episode of Freedom Strips. Freedom Strips.